all about kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Take the time out of your day to listen to new music and the new sound of radio. Tune in every day, all day, for the greatest hits, latest news, and community events that you can be a part of. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Man, oh man, you never know. You never know exactly what you're going to get. We show up here, we know it's going to be good. But I'll tell you something. Maybe y'all feeling a little good that it's Friday night. Is that what it is? Y'all made it through another week of work. Or maybe some of you are just off for the summer having a good time. You deserve to have a good time. You work all damn year. Meet, meet you in the kiss room. Meet, meet you in the kiss room. With Matt Porter and the podcast crew. Hi everybody, it's Gene Simmons. You're listening to the kiss room on Montco Radio. But you knew that. Oh yeah, we're a scene, brother. Uh, yeah, we're a scene, exactly. You wanted the best and you got it! Fives band in the land! Kiss! That's right, KISS Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. I am Matt Porter, and we are live in the KISS room. It's July. It's the middle of the summer. You might have taken your phone or your computer outside by the pool, by the beach. Wherever you are, you're in the KISS room. I'm going to call Kurt Gooch and Jeff Seuss, authors of KISS Alive Forever, the complete touring history. They have some things they want to talk about. We're going to talk to them. The KISS Room house band will be here. I'm going to open the show with a track off of Love Gun. Last month we were celebrating the anniversary of the release of that. And this song was voted as your favorite in the KISS Room Facebook group. You're in the KISS Room on Monco Radio where music and minds meet.
That's right. We're in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio. And on the line right now, I'm talking with Kurt Gooch and Jeff Seuss, authors of Kiss Alive Forever, The Complete Touring History. Of course, you will probably already know what this is. The book includes extensive information from each tour, including location, set list, attendance, opening act, promoters, along with personal stories from the people that were there. There's tons of amazing photos. I think you all know what that is because the book came out in 2002, and here we are in 2017. So if you're just waking up, this is going to be news to you. Obviously, they talked about this on three sides. They talked about this on the podcast. But, guys, welcome to the Kiss Room. Thank you. Well, Thanks, Matt. I'm glad that you could be here. It's cool because, obviously, there's there's your book just got a lot of publicity again because you released it electronically. Talk about that. Well, the book was uh, back in December we decided we were going to release this thing electronically for the first time we thought it would take maybe a month to do it wound up taking us four months but it's out now it came out june 5th it's available for itunes or pc uh through uh the ibooks and or itunes depending on whether you're apple or mac or i mean apple or pc uh and uh it's it's doing really well we're really proud of it and we're happy that it's finally available electronically after all this time yeah, we'd had a lot of people over the years because it was originally released, as you said, in 2002. And it had been out of print probably for about maybe about seven years. And uh, occasionally we'd have these people, you know, they'd ask us, hey, where can I get a copy? And um, they'd point out to us that, that this book, which originally I think was $29, something like that, or $24, um, you know, you can get a, a used copy online from anywhere from like $70 to $200, mm-hmm. which was just mind-boggling to us and uh you know so for the entire generation of fans that has come on board in in 15 years since it was originally released um we thought well why don't we you know finally get these guys a, a you know a copy that they can actually afford <laughs> it's a testament to how popular the book is i mean a lot of people refer to it really as the kiss touring bible and I mean, there's certain websites. I mean, that you know that that you know that will post a lot of information about tour dates and what happened in history. And a lot of them, everybody says they refer to your book. And I think the fact that you do see it on eBay, like you said, a hundred, two hundred dollars. I still have yeah. one in really good condition. But I think it really is just a testament to the fact of all the hard work that you did and how great a book it is. Well, thank you. And you know, we we set out to do a book that we wanted to see nobody else was going to do that book which is why we eventually decided we had to do it and um i think the the results have stood the test of time i mean 15 years later and we're still here talking about it and uh, we should probably also mention that uh part and parcel with the book we now have kiss alive forever the book the facebook page where jeff and i have been writing all kinds of unique stories and behind the scenes stories about the making of the book we just did an article on Shanty that was seen by over 30,000 people on Facebook. So um, anybody that gets a chance, come like Kiss Alive Forever, the book on Facebook, please. Fantastic. I mean, you were talking about doing different contests and polls and things like that. I mean, what you know, what can people expect? They go to your website. Obviously, you have these new stories, things like that. And also, one of the questions somebody asked me when I talked about doing this interview Will you be expanding on some of the dates? Like the book leaves off around 2002, and obviously there's been a lot of other dates since. Will you do that via your website, or will you do that? Will there ever be a version of the book that expands all these dates in between? Well, eventually, we're definitely going to put out an updated version of the book. I mean, we'd planned on doing that, you know, even when we released the book 15 years ago. 
Um, but I think we, we probably had expected Kiss would kind of wrap things up um, <laughs> career-wise <laughs> before all that long. And here, here they are 15 years later, uh, you know, still plugging away. Um, yeah, th- there will be a version in, in the not too terribly distant future. I, I'd say it's pro- we're probably still maybe 18 months, two years away from being able to do a, uh, a fully updated version that will not only bring us up to 2017, 2018, whatever it is, but will also fill in a lot of information from the, the first volume from 73 to 2002 that we've found since... Uh, uh, since we you know, originally published back then. And to be honest, Matt, I'm sorry, but to be honest, there's so much information that we could go back and just do a volume one remixed or volume one uh, special edition. Um, and, and, and we may have to do it in two volumes. We may very well just because there's so much information that's come to light. So many new set lists and audio and video things, and eight millimeter recordings. Um, that, uh, you know, and not to mention all the interviews we've done since then with the original roadies and stuff that were never, I guess to this day have yet to be published. Um, you know, so realistically, it'll probably be Kiss Alive Forever special edition and Kiss Alive Forever volume two. And you know, if it comes in a huge road case, you can sell it for even more and that's the Kiss way to do things. So it'd be perfect. The, uh, You know, now obviously that was something that always, you know, had my interest was a lot of the shows you you list whether it was documented, whether there's video, whether there's audio. Have you seen every one of those, or you know, when you, when you did you confirm that on every one of those articles? How did you like? Do you you don't have all that stuff, do you? We we do, and yes, we did confirm everything. There was only one piece of asylum footage that I took someone's word on. But other than that, we we did confirm everything uh, with either our own eyes or ears, wow. some of which included traveling um, just because we couldn't get copies of it at the time. And we would have to travel across the country to go hear a tape or watch a video. You know, it's amazing when you think about some of those early, early, early dates, even really into the like the 90s where documenting things, you know, video wasn't so prevalent now. I mean, everything's documented via Facebook Live the instant that it happens. But, I mean, the fact that so much of that early stuff exists at all is amazing. And, I mean, really, when you think about that, as you were researching the book, was there anything that came across that just blew your mind? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff. One of the the beautiful things about this is that if you go through Kiss Alive Forever, you could probably find two or three dozen instances where there was uh, an audio tape or some videotape or something that no one knew about until we started doing our research. And it really, a a lot of the stuff just kind of fell into our lap. People started hearing about what we were doing and somebody would say, hey, my buddy recorded, you know, such and such show, Um, you know, are you interested in it? And and we'd always say, yeah, we'd love to, we'd love to hear it. And we would constantly be amazed. I mean, you know, I I think, I don't know, Kurt, if you agree with this, probably the most mind-blowing one was, running across the original reels of the June 1973 uh, gig at the Daisy. There were two or three reels of stuff uh, nobody knew about it at, at all. Wow. And to be able to listen to, you know, to, to, that, uh, uh, to that stuff was just, we were, we were constantly being blown away by what, you know, would, you know, kind of fall out of the clear blue sky. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that, Jeff. And uh, not only that, Matt, I mean, just it, it seemed like every day something would happen. Uh, I remember the day the Daisy tapes arrived, 
I, it was the night of my 10th high school anniversary, <laughs> and I skipped the anniversary of my 10th high school reunion to go sit in a studio by myself <laughs> and list be the first person in the world to hear Life in the Wood. Wow. So, um, and then the same day, uh, the footage of Paul wearing the bandit makeup arrived from Czechoslovakia, believe it or not. So, uh, yeah, we really went all around the world trying to find these rare things and we would hear things. Oh, a friend of a friend of a friend did this. And you would think, you know, Oh God. And sure enough, you'd follow the leads and eventually you'd get there. And there would be this golden little thing at the end of the rainbow where we'd find eight millimeter footage or 16 millimeter footage or videotape something almost always more, you know, more often than not, we wound up just hitting the jackpot on these things. It was incredible. You know what I mean? It is amazing that there are things that we haven't seen that do seem to appear. I mean, obviously that's something a couple people messaged me while we were talking about, I was going to promote this and they said, okay, you got to talk about the eye video. Sure. How did you get a hold of it and kind of go through it? I th- you've t- told the story before, but I think let's, uh, let's kind of go through it. Well, the eye video was interesting. We, I've had that for probably 10 years now. And, uh, it came from a friend that, uh, worked on the video. I work in the clip licensing industry. And so I was able to secure it, uh, through, uh, one of the people that actually had worked on the video a number of years ago. And they had a copy. And uh, as far as we knew, it was the only copy in the world. Cause the director didn't have it. The band didn't appear to have it. A coin didn't have it. So, uh, we, uh, got real lucky and just happened to get that. Um, I happened to own the master because I purchased the master from the gentleman and then wound up uh, selling it, of course. And uh, the person that I sold it to sold it to somebody else and they decided they would put it out for free and let everybody see it. So, right. you know, it happens, but that's okay. And my, I was sad because I felt like the iVideo deserved more special attention than just, you know, being premiered on a podcast somewhere. I felt like it deserved to be on Kissology 4 or, you know, some major thing from the band, which is why I never released it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there is, fo- speaking of footage, it's unreleased. Uh, Jeff, I think it's okay to go ahead and talk about the stuff, don't you? Feel free. Okay, we're, we're going to be doing something uh, starting in August. And we haven't announced this anywhere yet, so this is an exclusive. We're going to be taking, uh, we're digging into our archives and we're going to be putting out somewhere between one and three clips of unreleased footage from Kiss uh, from the original makeup era that no one has seen yet. One of those clips, we can tell you, will be Vegas 75. Whoa. There's about, yes, there's about five minutes and maybe not quite that much. Maybe it's four minutes of 16 millimeter film footage shot on the stage in the pit uh, all around uh and it's kiss playing in a las vegas ballroom in, at yeah, the end of it's yeah it was uh, may 29th 1975 it was the space center is the name of the ballroom at the uh sahara hotel thank you Jim. yeah yeah i uh, i couldn't remember the date uh yeah but yeah that's that footage which is we've seen some still pictures of it over the years but it's unique because it's the only time i've ever seen kiss play in like a convention style type ballroom so the logo's not there or if it is it's on the side but um yeah it's just it's really interesting to see him as late as dressed to kill playing in a hotel ballroom in vegas their first time in vegas and so we're gonna put that out along with maybe some creatures footage and some other stuff i think people 
are probably wanting or expecting to see full pro shots, but I hate to burst anyone's bubble, but for the most part, all of the pro shots that have been seen are out there. That There really aren't that many more things that are out there that are full concerts that people have that they're hoarding. It just It's just, you know, that's a fantasy, unfortunately. So there is no Japan 78. There is no Winterland 75 um, that we know of anywhere. So um, it's just one of those things. So Vegas 75, people are going to see sometime in August. Wow. And where is where will those premiere? On your website? Yeah, on our Facebook page, on Kiss Alive Forever, the book. Now, look, people, if you don't need any more reason to jump over and click on their Facebook page, that's it right there. I mean, it's amazing when that kind of stuff pops up. And obviously, like you said, 1975, you figure we we're lucky. Somebody probably had a little brownie camera or one of those cameras that, you know, you held into the and it was done winding and, zzz, and that's it. You know, nobody was carrying a high def camera in their pocket until we figure out time travel anyway. But the, uh, you know, the fact that that kind of stuff keeps appearing is amazing. So it's really I can't wait to see it. Now you've got my attention. Well, thanks. And I mean, it really is amazing footage. And uh, we synced it um, with audio from, I believe, the Long Beach show, because no audio sadly exists from the Vegas show. Um, But uh, yeah, it looks great. And we're really proud of it. And we we think people are going to flip out when they see it. So how does that stuff appear? I mean, obviously somebody, you know, somebody finds it in their house or they've had it, you know, for years or whatever. How do you, how does it appear at this even at this late in the game? Well, an, any number of ways. Everybody from promoters to roadies to fans all have footage, and it's just a matter of working your way through all of the channels to find stuff. Which that's kind of what we did with Kiss Alive Forever, and we milked the the well so dry that uh, there, there didn't appear to be much left. Um, but here's what's been going on across the, the United States over the past few years. The local affiliate TV stations have been digitizing their archives. And it's, there's maybe one per market that's doing it, and there's probably only 20 or 30 across the whole United States that's doing this right now. Um, our, I live in Oklahoma City, and our uh, NBC affiliate is actually doing this. And they go all, here they go all the way back to the 50s, and 40s when the channel first started and there's all kinds of 16 millimeter film or two inch one inch videotape three quarter inch videotape all laying around possibly unlabeled in these warehouses just sitting there so there are tons and tons and tons of kiss segments that over the next 20 or 30 years are going to be surfacing they're not going to be complete pro shots they're probably just going to be three minute little segments from the news um, and if we're lucky, it'll be the stock footage somebody shot. But um, all that will start happening. There's uh, a lot of clips that have already surfaced, and that's where some of the stuff that we have uh, located in the past five or ten years, uh, some of it's come out of these digital explorations that are happening where they're taking analog archives and digitizing them. You know, that's amazing when you think in my mind, I'm picturing like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark where they have the huge warehouse full of boxes and somewhere in one of those boxes says like Winterland 75 or something like that. Well, I was in one of those warehouses a couple summers ago and I mean, it literally was just like that air conditioned warehouse in the middle of California. Um, and sure enough, you know, the, the one tape I was looking for in there we found which was the the original two inch master to the Paul Lynn Halloween special? Wow, 
which nobody had even touched uh, since 1978, the last time they filed it into storage. So, um, you know, that was one of the things we were able to uncover and unearth through this. And something we haven't really talked about, and Jeff can expand on this too, uh, Kiss Alive Forever was instrumental in not just uh, putting our names on the map, so to speak, with a book, but it gave us about a 10-year run working either for or with Kiss and or the companies that they had partnered with. And, I mean, we've had an incredible run. Jeff, tell them about some of the things that we, you know, the Kiss Alive Forever led to. Well, you know, we ended up uh, playing a, a pretty heavily instrumental uh, role uh, with Lydia Chris's book, which turned out, you know, absolutely uh, fantastic. Yes. Uh, that was a little bit more behind the scenes. Uh, but, yeah, it, we were involved with that for probably, I don't know, 18 months, two years, however long it took us all to uh, get that out. Um, and then that, in turn, led to Larry Harris, uh, who, you know, co-founded Costa Blanca Records with Neil Bogart, contacting us and telling us that he had his memoirs kind of sketched out and uh, would we be interested in trying to make that into a book and uh, so then you know that that uh, eventually became the the Casablanca uh, biography uh, and, and party every day back in 2010 I, th I think it was uh, and and then you know uh, we worked a little bit initially on the original road crew book and then that that kind of went on hiatus for a long, long, long time. And uh, the guys that uh, ended up, you know, publishing it, uh, and I, I helped that a little bit with the final product. Uh, but although that was mostly, uh, uh, you know, that that was mostly done, uh, you know, uh, on their own uh, on their own shoulders. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's led to a lot of interesting uh, relationships, friendships. I mean, we've known the original road crew now for like twenty years. Uh, you know, same with uh, Lydia with uh, Chris Lent. Uh, you know, all of these, uh, all these folks that were involved uh, uh, with, uh, you know, bringing KISS to, you know, where, where they are. Well, it also led to things like working for the KISS mag, the official KISS magazine that was out for five right. issues, uh, the KISS trivia game, and probably most importantly, uh, KISSology, and then uh, the ill-fated, of course, uh, you wanted the best, you got the best documentary that never came to see the light of day. Do you have any info on that? I mean, that just seems to have disappeared. Well, here's what I know. The director, and this is pure speculation on my part, but I, I'm pretty certain it, it's close to what happened. Uh, the director told me that he was going to base the film around the interview they did on The Tomorrow Show. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I know, I know, Paul and Gene to this day, they have no sense of humor when it comes to The Tomorrow Show. They don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't, they don't see the appeal at all. Um, so, uh, now wait a minute on the kiss on the kissology. If you listen to the commentary track, Paul does say it looks like one of us is not having a good time and one of us it is. And maybe he was having the right idea. He almost seems to admit in, the, if you listen to that commentary track that it may be ace and his lighthearted, uh, approach to things at the time was maybe more where they should have been. Uh, you know, and I think looking back at that, Gene and Paul look so serious and almost stone faced and, uh, Ace and Peter appear to be having a much better time. <laughs> yeah, they, that's absolutely true. And uh, but th what happened? He made the director decide he was going to take the Paul or the Paul, not Paul in, but the Tomorrow Show, and use that as the basis for the uh, movie. Um, and 
when he told me that, I thought, man, that's a really horrible idea, and I don't know how Paul's going to go for that. And then the next thing I know, the film, is, which I had spent six months working on, literally going all over the world locating, uh, I wound up finding almost five hours worth of masters for that film that, uh, you know, unfortunately are probably never going to see the light of day. Wow. And um, that all happened so in my mind because... Th- Paul did not like the fact that they were using the tomorrow show as the basis for the film. I could be wrong, but that's just, you know, that's the knowledge I have. And I know they hate that interview. So that was, that's my best guess as to what happened. So no, obviously at this point, everything at some point gets leaked out. Is there a finished version of that that will some point wink, wink, get linked out that we can, uh, you know, all get the chance to see. I doubt it very seriously. I've never even seen the finished thing. The director does have a final edit, supposedly, wow. uh, that he showed to Gene and Paul. But other than that, I don't know anybody that has it. So mm-hmm. I, I doubt very seriously that will ever happen. Well, you know, and one thing you were talking about, we're going to backtrack for a second. You were talking about the uh, And Party Every Day book. And now apparently that's been rumored for years to be turned into a movie and it linked with Justin Timberlake and things like that, playing yeah. Neil Bogart. Do you have any, any kind of current info on that? Well, the, the most recent, yeah, it, and you're right. It, it, it was originally announced, I think, back in, I don't know, 2011 or so, not too long after the book came out. Uh, and you're right. Justin Timberlake uh, was heavily attached, not only as a you know an actor, but also as a producer. And then Spike Lee was signed on to direct for a while, and then he fell by the wayside. The most recent information that we have is that a lot of the pre-production is already done. That they'd done location scouting and everything, and they'd you know kind of finalized a script, and they'd uh, gotten all the licensing permissions they needed to from from Kiss and from Donna Summer's estate and from George. George and Bootsy in, in Parliament and everything like that. And that, uh, I think, what was it? Nick Cassavetes uh, was most recently, you know, attached to it as director. And um, that's where it was at. Um, you know, Neil's son, Tim, uh, one of his sons, uh, is uh, the executive producer behind that and has at least co-written, if not outright written, the script that they had. And last I heard from Larry Harris is that they were he was still working with Nick on that, and then he had kind of put a bookmark in it to go work on another movie. I, I don't know what the name of the movie is uh, for a while in um, somewhere in South uh, Georgia or something like that, and was working on that uh, with an eye to get back to the Casablanca movie, which was tentatively titled, I think, Spinning Gold. Right, that's um, what I read, yeah. It, yeah. It's just stuck in development hell. It, it happens yeah. to every film. It usually takes a film seven to 11 years to get made. I think we're right at the 11-year mark now, if I'm not mistaken. No, you're um, less than that. Is it? Okay. Well, I'm telling you, they, it, it will happen. And I actually got to fly out to California, and Tim Bogart, uh, his offices were at 8255 Sunset Boulevard, the old Casablanca Records building. So I actually got to go take a meeting in Neil Bogart's old office and – they actually had the Kiss pinball game sitting in the old Casablanca offices wow. just for uh, a namesake there. But yeah, that, that, was, that was I thought that was pretty cool. That's yeah. fantastic. And obviously, we're here on Monco Radio. You're listening to The Kiss Room. I'm talking to Kirk Gooch and Jeff Seuss, authors of Kiss Alive Forever, The Complete Touring History. And because we're broadcasting live from Montgomery County Community College, I do want to bring one thing up. Um, 
Anybody that's listened to the Kiss Room for any bit of time knows that I have a poster on my wall that says May 11th, 1974, that Kiss was scheduled to play Montgomery County Community College Gym here in Bluebell, PA. Now, the, the yeah. thing that I wanted to mention to you guys, when, since I've never actually talked to you before except for online, page 38 of your book, which is fantastic, except for the only problem, it confirmed that they never did play here. And then years later, you know, the, the librarian here at the college was able to find the actual clipping, and probably it's what you based that, that on that said that the Montgomery Gazette, even though I think it was called the Mont Gazette, which is what it's called now, reported that the school did not have adequate funds or time to meet the necessary production requirements, one of which was a forklift. So the KISS never did come here to Monco, even though they were scheduled and at the time they were opening for Argent. But, and I can't remember if this was on Three Sides or whether it was on the podcast, and Jeff, I think you were telling the story how KISS went from like Canada to somewhere else and back to a community college, but they didn't play the gig because of a forklift. But I think based on that clip, that that show was canceled at least two weeks prior, so it's not like Monco stiffed Kiss at the door. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 can, I can explain. I, I can explain what happened, and that was just a case of of me kind of spinning off the top of my head uh, a, a story about how crazy 1974 was for Kiss. Um, and the problem was I conflated two different canceled Pennsylvania shows. You're right. The Bluebell uh, show was canceled. By April 26th, so it was canceled a full two weeks in in advance. They didn't Kiss didn't show up in Bluebell and say, "Oh, you don't have a forklift." Well, screw you, we're not playing. <laughs> it, the the gig in question uh, was actually in Millersville, Pennsylvania, uh, at Miller, Millersville State College, and that was uh, about a well five days earlier, the fifth or sixth of uh, uh, of May, and um, I think they they backed out of that for. Um, uh, a, a similar reason and uh when i told the story to uh i think it was on three sides uh when i told the story to those guys i just got those two pennsylvania gigs uh uh gigs mixed up perfect i'm just keeping monco you know on the good side because obviously that's uh that date is very important to me here in the kiss room and uh we're just keeping monco out of trouble right. so thanks for confirming that <laughs> the chamber of, yeah the, yeah the, yeah the, the local chamber of commerce will be very well pleased with us now so (laughs) i can tell you that i'm the one that made the call to the library back then that was our first week of research when we started calling libraries was researching may 74 and the because you know at the time we believed all that to be true we were trying to confirm the gig and it wasn't until we saw the research come back that we realized the gig was canceled in april so uh, that goes back all the way to week one of Kiss Alive Forever, believe it or not. See, that's fantastic because, like I said, I mean, that's something I used to have on – I found it on a microfiche was, you know, my wife had gone back to school at one point and she would go to the library and, you know, really re- research things because she's smart. But I'm an idiot and I would be looking through Rolling Stone and things like that and I, w- I found that like a tiny little – print of that ad and it has that May 11th date, you know, Montgomery County Community College. And obviously that's the building that they would have played in is the building where my office was at the time. And, and so I was so thrilled by that. But like I said, then when I got your book, it did confirm that they, uh, that they had never come here. So of course uh, it was disappointing, but it was almost our place in Kister here at Montgomery County Community College. So Uh, almost, almost. 
So obviously you have a lot going on with your Facebook page. You, like, it, you've gotten everybody's attention by saying you're going to drop some of these super rare, like never-before-seen clips. What's next for you guys? Well, I'll tell you, I would really hope that there – well, right now we're producing and directing a documentary on another Casablanca Records act that shall remain nameless for the moment because it's still a little too early to announce it. But uh, one of the other big Casablanca bands uh, – Jeff and I are going to be producing and directing a documentary film. Would they be wearing the like white jumpsuits and things like that? They, they just may very well be. We'll, so we'll, we'll have let, to see. We'll <laughs> let people use their imagination. On yeah. That. <laughs> so that's coming along nicely. We've been working on that for over a year now. Um, and that uh, has taken up quite a bit of our time. And then I am hoping beyond hope that the the six months of work I got to do Locating all these lost Kiss masters for the Kiss documentary is not in vain, and that somehow another project comes up that can use this footage. Because, I mean, I found the earliest known footage of a Kiss member dating back to 1968 footage of Peter playing with the Brotherhood, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Um, all the way up to the footage from Lick It Up, but uh, mainly uh, stuff from like 74, 75, tons of eight millimeter footage that we were able to get back to the master negative and transfer an HD, uh, which I thought was amazing. Uh, so we now have like 1080p quality footage uh, from the negative, original negatives, um, all from shows like the Palladium, Garden 77, Garden December 77, Garden July 79. I mean, you name it. We wound up getting four and a half hours worth of uh, footage that either no one's seen or masters like Paul Lynn that no one had seen that quality wow. since you know, its original viewing, including the only known footage of Kiss without makeup from the 70s. So that was a huge one with audio. So that we're working on a deal right now, hopefully uh, with a Japanese company to put that out right now. So hopefully that will come to pass. Well, look, everybody that's listening right now is screaming, where's Kiss, Kissology 4? And, you know, the things you just named, <laughs> I mean, it's mind-blowing. I mean, that's the kind of thing everybody's looking for. And the fact that these kind of things are, are being found and that you have them, everybody right now is screaming at their your computer or whatever going, well, we want this right away. We're, here's take my money. <laughs> I, I know. And I wish it was as simple as us being able to do stuff. Most of this stuff was done through my job. And so it's all available for clip licensing for industry professionals, but it's not available to the general public. Wow. So anybody that wants to make a kiss documentary or anybody that's going to be doing something like that, um, you know, the NHK right now is working on a kiss documentary, believe it or not. So, Maybe some stuff will get used in that. Um, but, I mean, I found the there was a 1-800 commercial for the KISS jacket, the one that's on the unmasked order wow. form. The one that where you know, ultimately Eric replaced Peter. Right. And uh, there's an 800 TV commercial that was test marketed in Oklahoma City, where I'm from, which is one of the reasons I was able to find it. And um, it's got dynasty footage in it that's never been seen. And just it, the, the guy that does the voiceover for all the dynasty commercials does this one. And it's just, it's amazing to see this stuff because um, I, I want Kiss fans to be able to see this stuff. But I want them to be able to see it in a, a Kiss type way where you're getting stuff that's, um, uh, you know, it, it, need, it needs to be, it, the, the Kiss philosophy is always bigger is better. Right. And some stuff, you know, we can release, but certain stuff it needs to wait for the documentary or for the, 
the history of Kiss the film or whatever they're going to do. And Jeff, why don't you talk about a lifetime spot? Yeah, one of the things, Matt, that that we'd done um, a while back was uh, we we did liner notes for one of the their compilation things called Kiss Icons, probably back about six or seven years ago, and it you know established some relationships uh, for us with uh, you know Kiss's publisher and the the record company Universal Music Groups and the people there, and one of the ideas that we really uh, put together and workshopped. Uh, recently, which I don't know where it's going to go. I mean, initially there was a lot of interest in it, but uh, we'll see. Uh, the concept is called uh, a live times five, and what Kurt and I wanted to do was to do a really full-on kind of uh, you know box set about a live and release the 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 raw feeds of the concerts that were used to make up a live. So you'd get the full. Kobo 75 show, the one from Cleveland, the two from Davenport, the one from Wildwood, and release those shows more or less unedited, so to speak, right? Uh, as as part of a box set, because people have, have never heard this stuff except for what ended up on a live and a couple other clips that, that ended up like in the King Biscuit uh, uh, show back in the day, and one or two that ended up fairly recently on... Um, uh, uh, rock band as uh, sort of like an Easter egg uh, kind of track. So we wanted to do a box set where you've got all original five concerts, hence the name Alive Time Five. And you would also give people the chance to, you know, hear the legendary uh, story of, you know, Kiss opening up the Kobo show with, with Rock Bottom. Um, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. We're, we're hopeful that we'll uh, be able to, to, to get Kiss to move forward with that idea. There's thousands of people right now screaming, take my money. <laughs> well, that, and we couldn't agree more. We put together a real professional proposal and pitched it to Doc McGee and Universal. So we'll see. Everybody was very positive about it, but we'll see uh, what they say. But the idea would be that Jeff and I could produce this box set uh, along with another friend of ours that we work with and um, try to uh, – Get something out there that would appeal to all eras of the Kiss fan base. And if the Allman Brothers can put out a box set with all their Fillmore East and West shows in it, uh, there's no reason Kiss can't do the same. And not only that, the difference between Kiss and Allman Brothers is Kiss filmed and videotaped their May 75 show in Detroit. So part of the box set would be that it would include a Blu-ray and or a DVD and you would get to see high-def film footage of the concert along with the pro-shot videotape that exists from the show that to this day has never been seen or circulated other than a few seconds. Mm. So, um, and not to mention that, part of the, one of the things we found while searching for the movie, we actually found 8mm footage from Wildwood, New Jersey. Yeah, you know, one of the other wow. shows that was uh, taped for Kiss Alive. We yes. only have about five seconds of Firehouse, but we have about five seconds of Alive, which was recorded in uh, Wildwood, and you can see Alive match up perfectly with the, the footage from the album on the screen. So there is about five seconds there of Alive, and the rest of the stuff, unfortunately, was taped after Firehouse, which is one from the other show. That's unbelievable, and you have a hold of all these that you could put this stuff out. I mean, you just, you're just looking for the right deal and the right presentation. Absolutely. Wow. So we all have that look to look forward to, and obviously... Uh, you know, look, Gene has mentioned he's going to put out a box set with 150 demos. And, you know, he's saying, look, it's not going to go on forever. But I'll tell you what, who wouldn't like to have a copy of all those Kiss Alives? I mean, it, it, 
you know, yeah. just, just from the fact that you want to hear it. I mean, they've always, you know, they've obviously it's there's been the idea that it was all 100% live. That myth went out the window years ago. So let's hear it all. Let's let's absolutely I want to hear all that stuff. And I think that would be something that people would be so interested in. You know, it would seem like a slam dunk to me. So I'm looking forward to it, guys. Yeah, well, I'm a, look, absolutely. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, I mean, like Pink Floyd just came out with a $500 box set with <laughs> literally probably like 30 hours worth of material, including tons of uh, uh, tons of live uh, audio that the band has always said, well, God, why would anybody want to hear this? This sounds like garbage to us. But finally, you know, they said, OK, if you guys really want to hear it, you know, go ahead. We think <laughs> it sounds like crap. But if you like it. Go. Here you go. And and I, I don't know if a whole lot of people know this, but uh, and maybe. There's a chance some of this would show up on Gene's box set coming up, but I don't know. Matt, are you aware that the original, uh, the, the band Rainbow, you know, Paul, Gene, Brooke Ostrander, Tony Zarella, Steve Cornell, their one live gig at Richmond College, uh, Richmond Community College was taped, and the tape exists. Wow. Uh, on audio. On audio, yes. The full the full show exists. It's, it's about 19 or 20 songs, including a lot of stuff that ended up becoming Kiss songs, including like Stanley the Parrot, which became Strutter, Eskimo Son, which became Only You, and then, you know, She, Simple Type, Keep Me Waiting, Going Blind. There's a, a lot of that stuff. And this is from spring of 1971. And so that that exists. Nobody's heard it. Um, so but, it's, that's um, not in your possession? No. no that no, one's no. not. Not mm. yet. <laughs> there that you go. Not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, you got to get it. <laughs> cool. Well, I'll tell you what, I think you have everybody's attention. So, obviously, everybody that's listening is going to want to go to the uh, Kiss Alive Forever Facebook page. Like that, you guys are going to be sharing some excellent you know, information coming up. Any last words we want to say before we roll into our four o'clock reset here in the Kiss Room? Just thank you so much for having us on, Matt. We love these podcasts. And isn't it amazing? That uh, you know, four guys in makeup after all this time could have such an audience and with such a demand for their the band that there's you know not only one but there's even five or six or seven Kiss podcasts now. It's pretty amazing that all this stuff exists. I think there's sixty seven Kiss podcasts. We're just one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That's, that's- Amazing. Yeah, thank, thank you. Uh, I'll reiterate what Kurt just said. You know, thank you very much for having us on. We love talking about uh, uh, this stuff and, you know, especially having people be, you know, so interested in something that we did, you know, quite a while ago and spent, you know, six or seven years of our lives doing. Um, it's gratifying to know that we weren't the only two people that were interested <laughs> in it. So. No, I yeah, think- we did. We seven years and 75 grand to put Kiss Alive Forever together, Matt. So believe me, we. We, we, and the idea was that if you pick that book up and you were a Kiss fan, you simply would not be able to put it down. You would have to buy it. And I, I think we succeeded at that. And I think the fact that you've seen so many people post photos online of their books just worn thin from using it as a resource and a <laughs> reference, you know that all your hard work paid off because, you know, still to this day, people are pulling information out of it. And, you know, it's obviously, like I said at the beginning when we started talking, it's I think referred to as the Kiss Touring Bible more than anything. And, and certainly coming from myself, I appreciate it. I, I quickly went and looked through to every one of the gigs that I was ever at, you know, for all the statistics. Yeah. And it reads, it's a great read just as 
as far as like those little anecdotes that you were able to find that just fill in such a colorful picture of the entire, really almost their entire span of their career? Yeah, we, we found very quickly when we got into, you know, interviewing the road crew members and the promoters and everything that we kiss didn't need hype kiss life forever certainly didn't need hype you just presented people with the facts it was a fascinating really really compelling story without amping it up uh uh in in the least i i completely agree yeah so thank you very much and thanks for giving me your time here in the kiss room on a friday and we're going to take a break. i got some people coming in. We're going to play some live music. We're going to reset here in the Kiss Room. You listen to the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. Love it loud. 
then plan to attend the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. One day event celebrating all things rock and roll. Over 20 rock podcasts from all over North America recording on site. Panel discussions with producers that have worked with Ozzy, Slayer, Kiss, Y&T, Seven Dust, Dokken, and more. Celebrity signings and meet and greets with current and former members of Cinderella, Winger, Tora Tora, Collected Soul, Taiketo, The Monkees, with more to be announced. All that and record dealers slinging some sweet vinyl. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo takes place Saturday, August 26th at the Music Valley Event Center. More information available at NashvilleRockinPodExpo.com as well as on Facebook. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo. Feast your ears. Everybody, it's Gene Simmons. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Montco Radio, but you knew that. That's right, Kiss Army. We're live back here in the Kiss Room. Well, I'll tell you, Skype works good. I'll tell you, it sounds different, doesn't it? Now I got all the microphones open. I got some people coming into the Kiss Room. I'm going to turn some more mics on. Oh, yeah, you can hear a little bit of noise. Wow. Kiss Room house band in the house. We're going to bring these up a little bit. I'm going to bring them down for a second because what I'm going to do, I'm going to talk to you real quick. Look, I really appreciate everybody tuning in here on a Friday, Kiss Room Friday. It's almost 4 o'clock. Really want to send a shout-out to Kurt Gooch and Jeff Seuss. Just had them on here via Skype, which is fantastic. Kevin Law said, great interview. Eric Miller said they are the Hardy Boys of Kiss Archives. I love that. Chris Goff said, very uh, excited. They are very excited about their future projects. So how cool is that? So thanks a million, guys. Look, and and like you said, um, you saw some of the things that they are posting. If you don't quickly go over and like their Facebook page, I'd be shocked because I'm excited just listening to them talk about it. What I want to do right now, I do want to send some shout-outs because everybody's tuned in all around the planet, but I want to send a shout-out to the people that were sharing the link to the Kiss Room, Josie and Belly out in Detroit, Rock City, Jerry Gelleff from Bad Cop, Bad Cop Podcast, Pasquale Barry from Kiss Army Nation, Mikhail Burel, Kenneth Roy, Shane Hebert, Chris Goff, I said, Candy Burton. Now, Chris and Candy have started a new podcast that's called Kiss World. So that's coming soon. Like I said, just now there are 67 Kiss podcasts. You can tune into all. That must be the 68th. Uh, Hoops, thanks for tuning in live and for catching up on all the old episodes. And he posted comments about every one of them this week. That was cool. David Cathy, Darren Burris, Javier Boaster, Allison Ballack, Kalen Provo, thanks a million because you shared the link everywhere. I really appreciate that. Bob McMichael, Christina Green also shared the link. Billy Davis from Kiss Unmasked, Greg Johnson, Chris Hartman from Almost Human, Fran Galanti is here, Jim Zagel, Diana Zagel, Joe Laskin, Ike Jones, Ira Boston. I think he's listening in Florida. Christine Kiefer posted a picture of herself wearing her Kiss Room shirt. I appreciate that. Dottie Jones, Ryan McGarity, Sean Cullen, Christine, the Button Queen, Steve Wright. You can listen to his new podcast. It's called Potter Than Hell. Ricky Cook. Now, Ricky Cook, his band is called Vibe, and they're actually opening for Ace in Melbourne, Florida coming up. So if everybody goes to that, you're going to get a chance to see Vibe live. Dean John, Dave Dave Robinson from the 60 Minutes With podcast, Mike Williams, John Dennehy, Chris Ann Colvin, Steve Javorski is driving down the turnpike with the Kiss Room cranking. Tony Mann up in New York City, Jerry Lee Watkins, John Phillips, Kathy Smith from Kiss You Facebook group, Alex Ference, David Snowden, and Tony DeVille. And Tony, I'm coming down for a tattoo. Ethan Schaffner, 
Brian Feldman, Chris Simcoe, Mike Simcoe. Obviously, I said Chris Simcoe. Eileen Pompey, Jason Gallagher from Chris Kiss Jacara Facebook group. Obviously, he even linked me from his page. I really appreciate that. KissAsylum.com shares the link every month. I appreciate that. Thanks to Adam Lee and Des for a great shout-out on the latest Kissery Science Theater Summer Spectacular. That's always appreciated. Joe Polo and Jody Havnot from Podcast Rock City. Obviously, they're live once a week. They're, they post once a week. Those guys are the greatest. I think Joe said one of his students canceled. He might even be listening live. Ken Mills and Gary Schaller, of course, from the podcast. Bob Brodsky, one of my best friends. You heard me talk a lot about Bob when we talked about the New York Expo. AJ Zone, and also one of my best friends. Of course, a shout-out to Madison Porter, who's here with us today, Julia Porter, who's listening live, Anthony Porter, and even the lovely Amy Porter, who is listening live. And guess what? I'm going to bring a couple more mics up. Now everybody's yeah. here because in the studio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have Madison Porter. Now, if you just smile on the radio, it doesn't work. <laughs> Say hi. Hello. Fran Galanti. You. Let's see. Now, that mic might not be working. Let's see. Oh, is that the one that's... Uh... Test it. Ready? Testing. Testing. I think oh, that it must be dead. Unplug the XLR. Plug it back in. Okay, anyway. Yeah. We got the whole Galanti family. If you looked on my Instagram, I just posted a picture. Marcy's wearing her Kiss Room shirt. We got Gianna, Mia Bella. We have Alyssa is here. Steve Companion's fixing that microphone. I think plug, unplug it and plug it back in. I did. I did the first you know, on Skype. I only needed one mic. Hmm. So it worked out really well. The um, Woohoo! Woohoo! Nah, you know what? That mic must be dead. I'm Bad so mic. I'm so mad. Is about there an that. AV person in the house? Yeah, right. You'd think so, wouldn't you? So we'll have to just push that one out of the way. I got to fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, unplug it right from the base, where uh, down the bottom there, and unplug it, and replug it. Yeah, see if that makes it work. But anyway, thanks for everybody that's tuning in. Obviously, uh, if you see my link, you can share that every month. One thing I do want to say is that uh, when you are in the Kiss Room Facebook group, let's talk about the Kiss Room. I love the fact when people post pictures I've seen a million times or the same video that we've all seen a million times. Talking to that mic right now. No, it must be dead. Man, I'll tell you, that's killing me. But the uh, See, now look, you can smile, but your microphone's not going to work. But the... Um, but anyway, so yeah, post about things that you hear in the Kiss Room. Like if you want to talk about that interview, obviously, Kurt Gooch, Jeff Seuss, people listening all over the planet. We really appreciate that. Um, you know, if you want to talk about that or any of the music that we played or some of the stuff that you hear or anything we talk about, we're going to have the Kiss Room house band is going to play some songs. We've got some fun things set up in here. Yep. We've got a lot of things to talk about. I mean, obviously, there's for the year 2017, there's an awful lot going on in Kiss World. I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of amazing. But what we'll do is we're going to reset here. It's just about 4 o'clock here on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. Meet, meet you in the Kiss Room. You're not allowed to smoke in the kiss room. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter. Kiss Army, we're back. It's just after. It's just about four o'clock here in the Kiss Room. I do have a bunch of people here with me. We have the Kiss Room House Band. The Galanti family is all here. It's great. We're gonna have a good time. One of the things that we're gonna talk about, obviously. Now, look, it's the year 2017, 
and there's an awful lot going on in Kiss World. Think about this, right? Yeah, the crowd goes wild because we're live here in the Kiss Room and we fade out our audience. They can't believe their luck. I'm talking about them. Think about this. Here we are in the year 2017. Kiss is live tonight at the Chicago Open Air Festival, right? Is that happening? Like, there's people on their way right now. They could be pre-gaming in the parking lot right now listening to the Kiss Room, getting ready to see Kiss. It's kind of amazing. They're going to be in, in the Grand Casino Hinkley Amphitheater in Minnesota tomorrow. Maybe you're getting ready for that. You're kicking off your Kiss weekend with us here in the Kiss Room. And then they're headed to Ontario, Niagara Falls, and Texas, and Arkansas, and the cruise. I know Bob has his tickets. I think he's going to Niagara Falls. And then think about this. 2017, again, you can see Gene Simmons. He has dates come, you know, in August. He's going to be in California, and Minnesota, and Wisconsin, and Ontario, and Illinois, and all the way back here to Lancaster, PA on September 8th. And yes, I will be there. So if everybody wants a kiss room button, I'll hand some of them out. Y'all, are y'all going to that? Is that a family? Does the family go to that? It's Lancaster. I think it's a Friday night. So, you know, that'd be fun. Ace has dates coming up in Florida. Obviously, July 20th, 21st, 22nd. You got Ace in uh, August. It's going to be fantastic. In Vegas coming up in August. So you got that. And look, you can mark your calendar right now. The Kiss Room is live on Friday, August 11th. Uh, there's, uh, we might actually do an, a bonus Kiss Room the end of the month on a Saturday. Uh, the last Saturday of the month is actually Bobby's birthday. I'm just trying to put something fun together we could do here live on the air. So stay tuned to the Kiss Room Facebook page. I'd love it. Now, if you're posting in the Kiss Room uh, Facebook right this second, I wasn't paying attention because I had the Skype up, you know, and it's tough to Skype and Facebook at the same time because it makes that noise every time somebody comments and i'm always kind of like like you know you get like oh man you don't want to give it you know give away the fact that uh you know you're on the computer so it's uh so here let me let me cue this up now one thing we're going to do i need you to sway let's see you got a microphone okay good now look gianni and mia bella you as young kids now think about this all kids when you were like now ages tell me your ages again eight eight thirteen Okay, now, eight years old, think about that. That's when I got into KISS, and I want you to think about that. was the summer of 1976 because I'm an old dinosaur. The world was still in black and white back then, okay? Eight years old. Now, think about this. You both had the chance to get up on stage with Gene Simmons. Now, everybody that listened to the bonus edition of the kiss room on june 30th i I talked about how great that was and everything i was ranting on for two hours almost kind of just on and on and on about it tell us young girls you got to go on stage with gene simmons now you smile a lot you got to talk right into the mic Okay, so pretty much the only reason I went up was because she went up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good peer pressure, but it was something good, right? Yes. So now, what do you think? You get up there. Now, that's a pretty big venue. Obviously, those of us know the history. That's a pretty historic venue. A lot of people were there. What do you think? Very nervous, and I thought he was going to do something to me, obviously. (laughs) Now, you're a young girl. Hey, what, what did you think he was going to do? I'm 93. You're 16, right. He's 73. You're 80. That's a different song, right? What did you think he was going to do? You think he was going to spit blood? I mean, you figure you had seen the whole show. You were right there for the whole show. He would probably put fire in my hair. Oh, wow. That would have been cool. Huh? 
<laughs> okay, now look, what do you think? You were up there too. What did you think? Pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> Pretty cool, I guess. Now, again, I think this is kind of the fun part. This is the thing that I love about the idea that here we are in the year 2017, that you have the chance to get up on stage with Gene Simmons himself, and it was pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> Proud parents, what did yeah. you think? Well, let me uh, rewind just a little bit. So we get there, and Trocadero normally... Isn't a you know just adult, but for certain shows it's all ages. So um, when we first got there, we went upstairs to get a seat. So Marcy was like, "Do you want to go downstairs?" And I'm like, "Nah, that's okay, because we know how Mia can get. If she's standing too long, she <laughs> she starts to whine a little bit." So so then uh, it was now time to get some snacks. So Gianna's like, "Let me go with you." I said, "Okay." So we go downstairs. Get some snacks. Now, the same guy that led us up upstairs, he says, how old is she? And I said, 12, because she was 12 then. And uh, he goes, oh, I know I let you up there, but we're really not supposed to let anybody o- older than uh, 10 up right. there. So I call Marcy, and she's like, what? I said, 10 minutes ago, you, you asked me if we can go downstairs. So, so now we have to go downstairs. So we went all the way around the side. And got right up front right. on the right-hand side. So, of course, we're, you know, a couple songs before the end. Like clockwork, Mia's like, oh, my legs hurt. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's radio, but if you could see her embarrassed face right now, it's pretty great. <laughs> so, I said, well, you know, there's only a couple more songs. And, and, you know, I heard, you know, Gene saying that rock and roll all night, he brings kids up. So as soon as he said, where's the kids? I'm like, go, go. <laughs> And they, they went, you know, the, the steps right. obviously were in the middle, but they, they went through the right and they climbed up on the steps and got up there. <laughs> Woo. Next time. So. That was pretty fantastic. Yeah. What do you think? Now, Marcy, what do you think? You've got to come up on the mic. How proud were you of these two girls? I was so exciting. You know what? We talked to, if you tune into the June 30th episode, if you listen to the replay, we talked to Andrew Ciardella. He's the young guy that got up and played Parasite with Great. him. And, and he said, he actually said it was the greatest moment of his life. So, oh. uh. Now, ladies, would you say it was the greatest moment of your life? For yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, right. I, that's what I remember thinking. I think we were kind of probably happier than anything because we, you know, we know what that means. You're thinking, who's this old guy? What's yeah. he gonna do to me? He's gonna spit fire at me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, all the kids were, you know, very timid on the mic, and he came, he came up to everyone, just kind of like pushing them towards the mic. So that was cool. <laughs> what do you think her. of the show? He touched our shoulders. Awesome. That was pretty fantastic, huh? Totally he touched cool. your shoulders, and you haven't watched since, right? <laughs> That's pretty she great. She couldn't wait to get home and take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, what we're going to do, we're going to get the Kiss Room house band to do some songs. We have some kids here, but what I want to do, I want to play a track. This was actually from the New York City Kiss Expo. It's something we played a little bit on the June 30th edition of the Kiss Room. It's Bruce Kulick and Lisa Lane Kulick. This is the one more song that I recorded from my phone, live from the New York Kiss Expo, right here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Here
sponsor, I Kiss Army. We got all kind of things we're going to talk about. Uh, obviously, I told you a ton of dates that were things that are coming up. And of course, you're going to mark this on your calendar because I'm all going to see it in August, right? Do you love it loud. Then plan to attend the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. One day event celebrating all things rock and roll. Over 20 rock podcasts from all over North America recording on site. Panel discussions with producers that have worked with Ozzy, Slayer, Kiss, Y&T, Seven Dust, Dokken, and more. Celebrity signings and meet and greets with current and former members of Cinderella, Winger, Tora Tora, Collective Soul, Taiketo, The Monkees, with more to be announced. All that and record dealers slinging some sweet vinyl. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo takes place Saturday, August 26th at the Music Valley Event Center. More information available at NashvilleRockinPodExpo.com as well as on Facebook. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo. Feast your ears. That's right. We got the Kiss Room house band getting tuned up, and uh, Steve Force just came walking in. He's got his Peter Chris shirt on. He's ready. And I think what we'll do is we'll give them a little extra time to get ready, and I'll send it to Ken Mills with Today in History. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. Come on, dudes. Let's crank it. We have ignition. On this day in history, brought to you by the podcast in the Kiss Room. Now print it with real Kiss blood. On this day in history, July 14th. Today in history, July 14th, 1974. The hottest band in the land rocks the house in Birmingham, Alabama, as Kiss plays their debut album tour at the Birmingham Auditorium. On this day in history, July 14th, 1977, KISS hits Ottawa, Ontario, Canada at the Civic Center on the Love Gun Tour. On this day in history, 1987, Fraley's Comets plays at the Sherwood Club in Indianapolis for a concert on their debut album tour. On this day in history, 1990, KISS postpones a concert in Charleston, West Virginia on the Hot in the Shade Tour at the Civic Center until November. On this day in history, 1991, Gene Simmons sketches out basic ideas for what would later become the staging used on the Revenge Arena Tour. On this day in history, 1993, KISS conducts a meet and greet to promote the release of Alive 3 in San Jose, California, and the tribute band called Alive plays a concert in St. Louis, Missouri. On this day in history, 1996, a tribute band called Mr. Speed plays as part of the third annual Detroit Kiss Expo. Meanwhile, Kiss plays the first concert of a two-night gig at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois, during the Alive Worldwide 96-97 tour. On this day in history, 1999, Paul Stanley takes to the stage playing the lead role of the Phantom in Andrew Lloyd Webber's production, The Phantom of the Opera, at the Pantages Theatre in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Two performances are held. On this day in history, 2000, Kiss bids farewell to Fargo, North Dakota on the farewell tour. On this day in history, 2004, Kiss rocks the nation during a concert in Darien, New York. 
On this day in history, 2007, Eric Singer's behind the drum kit on tour with Alice Cooper in Perth, Australia. On this day in history, 2013, KISS plays the Credit Union Center in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. On this day in history, 2014, KISS announced a nine-date Vegas residency at the Hard Rock Hotel at The Joint. It would later become the Blu-ray DVD album and CD set entitled KISS Rocks Las Vegas. On this day in history, 2016, KISS performs at the 2016 Stampede Roundup in Calgary, Canada. On this day in history, July 14, 2017, the Chicago Open Air Festival has returned to Chicago. The three-day event will feature Rock and Metal's biggest acts with KISS, Korn, and Ozzy Osbourne. The July 14th lineup will be capped off by KISS following sets from Rob Zombie, Megadeth, Anthrax, Meshuggana, and more. Also on this day in KISS 3 2017, you are listening live to the KISS Room with Matt Porter and the PodKISS crew. Take some time to enjoy KISS today, and remember, if you're not enjoying KISS, you're not doing it right. Oh yeah! And that was This Day in KISS Brought to you by the Podkist and the Kiss Room. We still play with our Kiss color form sets. Hello, it's me. You know, the guy with the tongue. The guy who wears more makeup and higher heels than your mommy does. Just ask her. That's right. I'm Gene Simmons. You're not. And I love it loud. That's right, Kiss Army. We're going to bring up the, all the mics now, and hopefully they're all going to work. We got something yeah. for you now. Look, like I said, we got a great response last month when I talked to Andrew, Andrew Ciardella, who was the kid that jumped up on stage with Gene at the truck. So we had this idea. Wouldn't it be great if he, we heard something like this? Ready? So the question I have is, does anybody in the audience have a rock star kid who can play guitar and sing? So we have a bunch of rock star kids here today that are all going to sing with the Kiss Room house band. Now, here's the best part. As I said that, everybody starts smiling. Isn't that nice? I hope you're all smiling. Now, look, if you're wherever you are, maybe you're at the beach, maybe you're at the pool. It's a party, okay? Think about this like a sing-along. I want you to sing along at home. Maybe post a video of yourself singing along with the kids here. Then we got a bunch of stuff from the Kiss Room house band. I got Steve Campagna, Alyssa, Mia Bella, Madison Porter, Fran Galanti, Gianna, Marcy, Steve Forst, Jim Zagel, and I know we're going to get shouted out loud because, Jim, everybody in your family voted for Shouted Out Loud when we posted that in the Facebook group. It was fantastic. <laughs> I love it. You know, and, and it was even the, even the neighbors like it. So I hope they're all listening. Maybe they're out at the pool. I love it. Cranking it up in Pennsburg, PA. Kiss Room House Band, fantastic. Why don't we go in three, two, one? I'm still, I stole that from Joe, Joe from uh, Podcast Rock City in three, <laughs> two, two, one. one. <laughs> 
Capo. 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 Oh, did you forget your Capo? We need Capo. It's Capo time.
Beautiful. I need a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. song yes right we did an online request what song that everybody want to hear and even though there was all kinds of stuff was life in the woods was on there right the woods was easy yeah life in the woods was on there nothing to lose was on there all kinds of a couple of stuff something off a sonic boom was on there all kinds of stuff but what did it all come back to if you want a little bit of rock and roll you gotta shout it out loud
sing this one together. It's the uh, one that everybody knows. Rock and roll. And if you look, anthem. and if you look on Facebook, it was voted the rock and roll American New National Anthem, right. and it goes like this.
Kissed and kissed room pins that day. That day I knew. I knew I had to have one. I had to have one. For a limited time, you can get your own kiss room or pod kiss buttons free. All we ask is that you pay for the shipping and handling. Three dollars for one or five dollars for two. Purchase via PayPal. Simply email zilchorders at gmail.com. Z-I-L-C-H orders at gmail.com please leave your name and address and what kind of buttons you want in the comments when you order if you don't use paypal simply email christine the button queen at zilchorders at gmail.com for all of your cool button needs you've got to have them you've got to have them all right now look that was amazing i'll tell you the kiss room house band with all these rock star kids chris goff said rock star kids needs to be a regular feature here in the kiss room i want to thank all of you you kids that were so fantastic now that was amazing yeah take a bow even maddie is so happy kiss room house now look i'm gonna say this this is why kiss is still the greatest did you hear the joy in the voices that to me look it's the year 2017 your age now is when i got into kiss and i'm a dinosaur but listen to how much fun that was yeah. parents thanks for bringing your kids and raising them oh, right that absolutely. was awesome absolutely. i'm overjoyed absolutely like she had a choice <laughs> she's smiling Alyssa. now now look we're going to start Alyssa, because we put you right on the spot you did such an awesome version of that song now how did you become a kiss fan is it just because of your dad or yeah yeah she's looking right away no doubt it's because of my dad he has a shrine in his basement i don't have a choice yeah actually when she was real little somebody gave me this huge gene simmons doll right oh these and you the press and the and you pressed the thing and yeah, it sang god of that. thunder and when she was little, she used to walk up to it all the time, all the time. <laughs> she would just say, God of Thunder! Nice! Yeah. But I always knew I where she that. was. <laughs> so she was. That's what she was doing. And the slippers. So. And the slippers. I got the Gene Simmons slippers that I still wear. <laughs> she used to walk around. She was two, three years old, always walking around the house yeah. in the slippers. So I got a couple of pictures. Actually, yeah. I'll, set, I'll put it up in the kiss room. Yeah. Now, yeah. obviously, your dad is out being a musician all the time. And you have a great voice. Do you ever think you can <laughs> do more shows together or what? What do we think? Oh, look at that. Hey, I don't know. I'm putting you both that. on the yeah. spot. I would love that, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, she's amazing. Amazing. Absolutely an amazing voice. Yep. And getting all blushy, too. I'm yeah. putting you on the spot. Oh. Mia Bella, Gianna, what do you think? Now, you sang with Gene Simmons, and now you sang with the Kiss Room House Band. I think this might have been more fun, right? What do you think? What do you think? Um, awesome. Awesome, oh, right? Nice. Right? I like it. What do you think? Phenomenal version of Crazy Nights. Now, yes. do you do a lot of singing? Do you sing a lot? Yeah. Now, obviously, your dad's super talented. Do you guys play songs together at all or what? 
She gets shy. She gets is shy. this? Uh, is, now look, and this is the funny thing. Now Marcy reminded me. I think the first time the girls were here was when we had a live seventy-five, and we did a huge kiss room, and you came to that, and the two of you stood right in that corner and didn't say a word. And when I said, "Do you want to say anything?" Both shook your head. No, 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 no. Which doesn't translate on radio. And today you're so great. That version of Crazy Nights. Who arranged that? I mean, it sounded phenomenal. Actually, there's a, a kiss uh, tribute album called Kiss and Make. Yeah, right. And it's all female artists. That's yeah. fantastic. It was really great. So, and how did you get into Kiss? Just because mom and dad are so cool, or what? Well, just from um, him with his no. figurines in the basement. <laughs> figurines in the basement. I like it. Figurines in action. Dolls in the basement. That's great. Figurines. I actually did like it. Like it wasn't just because of him. I actually did like it. And Did? <laughs> Good answer. I like it. Oh, wait a minute. And we used to have these stuffed animals, and they, it was the Kiss Gang, and they looked like teddy bears. Right. And cute. I named every single one. I named Jean, Tongy. Tongy? I named Ace, Spacey. Spacey. I named Paul, Lipsy. <laughs> That's awesome. I named... Peter Whiskery. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. And who was your favorite? Mm, probably Stacy. There you <laughs> go. Oh, nice. Look at that. There you go. All right. All right, nice. Now, Madison Porter, that was fantastic. The, your yes. rendition of New York Groove. Now, look, anybody that listens to the the podcast on a yes. regular basis, back when you were, I think, about eight years old, you sang New York Groove on Cassius Morris' podcast. And I have that. If, if anybody knows me in real life, it's, I'm not going to play it because I knew your face is getting all red and you'd be so mad. But if you ever go back and listen, that's phenomenal. Now, what do you think? Now, obviously, I know how you get to be a Kiss fan. I kind of make you listen. Well, in the car with him, he always has Kiss songs on or Pod Kiss, um, Pod stuff thingies. <laughs> and I don't know how to describe it. And um, you can hear it, like, if I'm downstairs in the kitchen, you can hear it cranked up from upstairs. <laughs> True. Shout out to your mom, Amy Porter. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. So what do you think? How much fun was that, singing with the Kiss Room House Band? They're great, aren't they? Fun. And all these other young, talented kids. That was great. Fran and Marcy, any comments? Got to be real proud of these girls. So proud. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Mommy getting all choked up. Yeah, that was awesome. I do want to point out, though, that that was awesome, that uh, Alyssa and Jana, they were singing harmonies together on Crazy Nights, completely unrehearsed, and it sounded wow. amazing. That was fantastic. <laughs> Really good. Well, tell you what, we're going to go to one more song before we uh, kind of wrap it up because you, you can stay tuned to Monaco Radio, which the uh, sports uh, afternoon sports delight or whatever they're calling it comes up at five o'clock. We're going to wrap this up. I do want to give a shout out to the guys in Sisters Doll. If you listened to our uh, last episode of the Kiss Room, I talked about that. I met them up in New York. And at Peter Chris' last show, which was at the cutting room on June 17th, if you see those videos and things like that, now look. Marcy's got her Kiss Room shirt on. A couple of the girls are wearing the Kiss Room buttons. B. Moore, the guitar player from Sister's Doll, actually wore a Kiss Room button on his guitar strap at that last show of Peter Chris, which I was thrilled by. So if you all want to go to sistersdollband.com, you can check them out. I'm going to play their first single. This is the single off of All Dolled Up, which is a new album, all the way from Australia, right here in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. I've been walking around. Walking through this lonely town Nothing better to do I gotta open my eyes You were standing there 
Day to be in the kiss room on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. I'll tell you what, congratulations. All of you kids were awesome. That was yeah, really fantastic. Yeah. I want to say another thank you. That was great. Kiss room house course. band, of course, is on fire, like always. And we were just saying, I don't know how we're gonna top that for next month. I mean, really, that's uh that was pretty fantastic. We're going to have to get like Gene and Paul's kids in here to sing with them. You know, it's funny you'd say that because now, look, send a shout out to Michael Cavaccini. He actually, his his interview with the Dyes, which is obviously Paul Stanley's son, is going to be on the front page. I think he said it's the Aquarian or something like that. Wow. So shout out to him. He's getting married too soon. But yeah, so Paul's kid, maybe uh, they could call him. We could play some of their music, some Dives music. That was nice. the, uh, like I said, that was Sister's Doll that we just played. They were Peter Chris's background band uh, in New York and Australia and uh, real good guys from Australia, so they're having a good time. All these young, talented kids, fantastic. I really do appreciate it. So, man, we covered a lot of ground. Thank you to Kurt Gooch, Jeff Seuss from Kiss Alive Forever, the complete touring history, 
everybody's going to go to their website because obviously they uh, on their Facebook they're going to share out some amazing things. If they can release half the things they talked about today when they called in or Skyped in. I love Skype into the studio. Man, that was fantastic. Yeah. Anybody last-minute thoughts? We're running out of time because it's almost time for the sports buzz here on uh, Monaco Radio. Anybody got anything to say? You're all smiling. I'm so proud of all you kids. Go around the room. I'll start. How's that? I just want to say happy birthday to my oldest daughter, Samantha, who is not here. She's going to be 23 next week. Yeah. Wow. Is possible that I have a 23-year-old child? No. no. Huh? It's not. 20, 23, 14, and 2. Anyway. But anyway, so uh, just happy birthday to her. Another great month in the Kiss Room. It's amazing how we all have daughters and all such talented daughters and uh, that are just came here to show what it's like to have uh, to carry on the Kiss tradition, you know, whether it's been inspired by their fathers or not. <laughs> it's still nice to know that they were uh, so willing and, you know, did it and came in here and sang songs and, and just did an amazing job. So thank you, ladies, yeah, for coming here today. All right. How about you? You got something to say? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alyssa. Yeah. I just want to say uh, happy birthday to my oldest daughter, Jessica, who is uh, 30 today. Whoa. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I had to talk to yeah. you. And to all my family and friends, I love you these years out there. Thanks for the support. Were you 10 years old when she was born? Is that <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wow. What do you think? Yeah, thanks to all your neighbors who voted and all yeah. your daughters that voted for Shout Out Loud. I got the idea what was supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I've never been in a recording studio before until today. Hey, look at that. Put that on your dream journal. That's fantastic. I just want to say to the parents out there, get your kids into rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. You know? Because, you know, you, you read articles like people like Lady Gaga and Taylor Swift and they say how cool their parents were and they got into all this classic rock. Because they're the artists that are stay around. You know, a lot of other artists you know, have one hit single and bye-bye, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So we take our kids to all cool concerts. Last Ooh. night we were at Foreigner and Cheap Trick. Oh, wow. Right oh, and it's, it's great to sing Mommy's All Right, Daddy's All Right. <laughs> they just seem a little weird. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Got my Kiss records out. That's yeah, it. That's it. I used to love that song. Right, right. That's a that's good advice. Get your kids into rock and roll. That might be the theme of this entire show. We we cover the complete touring history of Kiss with Kurt and Jeff, and we were, and we pretty much talked about the future of Kiss with all you kids. Madison, any last words? No, no. she's shaking her head. No. What do you think? Any last words? You did great on your song. Um, I just want to say congratulations to all of you girls. You sounded great. Yes. And wish a happy birthday to Gianna, who turned 13 last week. Wow. Uh, Bella, who's going to turn nine next week. Oh, wow. my gosh. You got a full summer, you guys, huh? Yes. Woo. Nice. Kiss birthday. Room House Band, Steve? Well, let me just say, you know, it's so important for kids to be involved in the arts and, uh, you know, uh, there's so many kids that feel out of place at school because they're surrounded by, you know, people who love sports and jocks. They're always, you know, an easy, uh, they're always accepted and it's just, you know, so popular in schools. Um, my daughter, I would have loved to have had her here today, but she's not here because she's into the arts. She's in drama and theater and she sings as well. Um, I was part of her production this year of The Lion King, which was a blast, um, working with a cast of like 30 kids and you know, uh, my daughter had a lead role as young Simba. I was so proud of her. Um, so it's just really great to see all these kids 
just digging music, yes. you know, and, you know, saying, yes, I like the arts, you know, and, you know, if you're not into the sports, like I was a kind of a weird kid because I wasn't into any sports, you know, and when I became a teenager, I found rock and roll, you know, and uh, I just think it's important that kids get exposed to arts. And if you dig it, don't be embarrassed or afraid to say this is awesome and get into it, you know. Um, and even if it's, you know, like the school band and you play some weird instrument like the French horn or something. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's all good. It's all music. So just Wait, enjoy man, it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think, I think that's a pretty good way to wrap it up. I want to thank everybody who tuned in. I want to thank everybody who shared the link. I want to thank the Kiss Room House Band. Obviously, Whoa. you brought it again. And all these awesome kids. Have a great month, people. We'll see you all again. Maybe in a couple of weeks, we'll do a special Kiss Room Right here on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Check out these ads from the following shows. We are proud to call them the friends of the Podkiss Network. We are one. We're a scene, man. That's right, Kiss Army. We're having a rock and roll party, and you are invited. Tune into the Strange Ways Kiss Podcast and hang out with your Kiss Army brothers, Jody Havnock, Clinton Harris, and D Rock. Join us where we celebrate and discuss the gods of thunder. That's Strange Ways Kiss Podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Podomatic.com. We'll see you there. Podcast Rock City. What's up, everybody? This is Joe from Podcast Rock City, where every week, me and my crew will bring you the KISS news of the week. Look at us as kind of a KISS version of Meet the Press, your source for KISS news every week. We're on iTunes, Podomatic, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, KISS Army. Since 2007... You've been getting Podkissed, the KISS audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your Podkissed. Every month, the Podkissed crew, along with the KISS room, brings you KISS talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great KISS fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Podkissed. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Podkissed. The Podkissed. The KISS Audio Fanzine for your ears. Kistory Science Theater. The most civilized? Oh, f***. (laughs) Oh, f***. Come on. (laughs) Respectful. Just imagine Gene with like a a wash tub bass. Boom, 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 boom. And serious. No, wait. Excuse me, Bob. You're going to come over and do my album. <laughs> Kiss Podcast on the web. History Science Theater. We bust balls because we can. Hey, everybody. I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... <laughs> Then you'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll, and it's always free. Hey, I'm Dr. F***. And I'm the Ayatollah of Alcohola. And we are from the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. 
If you want to check out some crazy, uncensored, unbiased, totally nuts reviews of classic hard rock and heavy metal albums, check us out. You can get us on Podbean and iTunes. New episodes every Sunday. How do I get a backstage pass? Yeah, you're listening to Harold. Grab your hairspray and your sister's makeup and try to fit in those spandex again. Join me, Bobby Dreher, along with Matt Porter, every second Friday of each month from 1 to 3, right before the Kiss Room, on my co-radio, where music and minds meet. <laughs> One hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? I'll tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio. last-minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations? No, but I will say something to anybody out there that's, you know, the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for. Don't think it's so weird. Maybe someday somebody will let you give you the chance to make a living out of it. You just stick to it. You'll be weird.